Hello, my name is Jacob Schondel. I am the Webmaster and Media and Technology Committee Chair for Shepherd of the Valley, and you are listening to the ShepherdCast, the weekly podcast from Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church in Sandyville, Ohio. Each week, we bring you our weekly sermon in audio form, as well as our weekly Bible readings. We thank you for joining us for worship, as even though you may not have been able to join us on Sunday morning, we are glad to have you with us through this podcast. Now, if you like what you hear, and you're able, and you live in the Northeast Ohio area, we invite you to join us for worship on Sundays at 9.30 a.m. You can learn more about our worship experience at sotvchurch.com slash worship. In case you're curious what the readings are for this Sunday, or you would like to follow along in your Bible, we will be taking a look at the readings listed in our show notes for today's episode. Also, when we read our readings, those come out of the NRSV translation of the Bible. So, without further ado, here's this week's readings read by our lay reader, followed by the Gospel and Sermon by the Rev. Scott J. Anderson. Good morning. Good morning. Our first lesson is taken from the book of Isaiah. 44th chapter, verses 6 through 8. Thus says the Lord, the King of Israel, and his Redeemer, the Lord of hosts, I am the first, I am the last. Besides me there is no God. Who is like me? Let them proclaim it. Let them declare and set it forth before me, who is announced from all the things to come. Let them tell us what is yet to be. Yet to be. <clears throat> Do not fear or be afraid. Have I not told you from the old and declared it? You are my witnesses. Is there any God besides me? There is no other rock. I know not one. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us read responsibly Psalm 86, verses 11 through 17. Teach me your way, O Lord, and I will walk in your truth. Give me an undivided heart to revere your name. I will thank you, O Lord, my God, with all my heart, and glorify your name forevermore. For great is your love toward me. You have delivered me from the pit of death. The arrogant rise up against me, O God, and a band of violent people seeks my life. They have not set you before their eyes. But you, O Lord, are gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger and full of kindness and truth. Turn to me and have mercy on me. Give your strength to your servant and save the child of your handmaid. Our second lesson is taken from the book of Romans, chapter 8, verses 12 through 25. So then, brothers and sisters, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. 
for you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received a spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is that very spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If, in fact, we suffer with him, so we may be also glorified with him. I consider the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing with the glory about to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the children of God. For the creation was subjected to fertility, not of its own will, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay and will obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning in labor pains until now, and not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly while we wait for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. For in hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope. For who hopes for what is seen? But if we hope for what we do and not see, we wait for it with patience. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let us speak the gospel acclamation. Alleluia. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Hallelujah. The Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 13th chapter, the 24th verse, and continuing on with the 36th verse. Jesus put before the crowds another parable. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in the field. But while everybody was asleep, an enemy came and sowed seeds among the wheat and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared as well. And the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? He answered them, An enemy has done this. The slaves said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he replied, No. For in gathering the weeds, you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest. And at harvest time, I will tell the reapers, Collect the weeds first and bind them in bundles to be burned. But gather the wheat into my barn. Then he left the crowds and went into the house, and his disciples approached him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. He answered, The one who sows the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world, and the good seed are the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one, and the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. 
The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all evildoers, and they will throw them into the furnace of fire, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their Father. Let anyone with ears listen. The Gospel of our Lord. And let us pray. Gracious and wonderful God, we love you, we praise you, we give you thanks. Dear Lord, our heart is soil, and we so desperately want your good seed to grow within us, bearing good fruit. Help us, dear Lord, and the weeds that may be there, we ask that you help weed them out and turn them into wheat. Help us in our daily lives that we may also be like you and so good seed in what we say and what we do and what we think. We ask that you send your Holy Spirit upon me that I may preach your word truthfully and faithfully. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, there's a story about someone meeting the devil in the devil's barn. And there were many sacks of seed that were just piled high to the rafters. And there were various uh, labels according to the seeds. And uh, the person saw various uh, words such as discouragement, dissatisfaction, greed, slander, stubbornness, selfishness. Well, you get the idea. The devil boasted that his seeds could grow practically anywhere, even in churches. But the person inquired further. He pressed the question, is there any place where these seeds would not grow? The devil kept trying to sidestep the issue, and the person kept on insisting and asking the question if there was any place these seeds would not grow. And the devil finally admitted and said, there was one place that the seeds would not grow, and that was in a thankful heart. A thankful heart wrote the lyrics to our psalm this morning. I will thank you, O Lord, my God, with all my heart, and glorify your name forevermore. The psalmist sings of God's great love as shown in God's deliverance. The wonderful Old Testament verse describing God appears again in our psalm. It's one that recurs over and over in the Old Testament. But you, O Lord, are gracious and full of compassion, slow to anger, and full of kindness and truth. One way to translate the Hebrew. Indeed, the psalmist's thankful heart glorifies God and desires to be taught in God's ways and to walk in God's truth and mercy, even in difficult and confusing times. 
It is in times like these uh, that we are experiencing that it is important for us to recall past blessings and to recall the goodness and the nature of God. It is times like these where it's tough to give thanks, to be thankful. In Jesus' parable of the wheat and tares, the servants ask a puzzling question about the present and future. Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? Instead, this type of question is similar to questions that we may have in our lives. If God exists, why is there evil in the world? Why is there evil and suffering in the world? From last week's parable, we know the problem with weeds. They choke and kill the wheat. Our human solution is just to yank the weeds out of the ground immediately. But there is another problem. In zeal of his servants to rid the field of the weeds, some wheat may be uprooted along the way. This is a subtle message in the parable that reminds us that we humans have difficulty in distinguishing wheat from weeds. That is, we really have a hard time trying to decide what is good and what is evil. And uh, if you stop and think about it, that's not just restricted to good and evil. Uh, For example, just to show how bad we are in distinguishing things, I give you the following example. Red Jello. All right. What flavor is it? Is it cherry? Is it strawberry? Is it raspberry? Is it watermelon? Don't know until you try it, right? So uh, even if we can't distinguish what red jello is, imagine the difficulty in trying to figure out what's good and evil. Fortunately, the divine solution is based on divine compassion, which our psalmist also sings about, as we heard. And mercy is another aspect that we hear in this parable which is one of the themes that is at the heart of Matthew's gospel. Because of the compassion of Jesus on the cross, you see, the weeds of the enemy are allowed to grow. Because of the cross, the weeds will not harm the wheat. The owner's care for the wheat in the parable is that the wheat that is the children of God may be saved. But also note something very beautiful here. This love, mercy, and compassion is not only shown to the wheat, but to the weeds as well. And this right here is the good news in the parable. The love and mercy of God is extended to all of us. The weeds are allowed to grow even the weeds found in my heart. If the evil was not shown mercy and was uprooted, we might have to ask, would any of us survive? 
would any of us by our own sinning be saved. It is through God's mercy and forgiveness that miracles happen. And again, this is, I think, the beauty of this parable and the good news. The weeds are given the time to change, to wheat. The weeds are given the opportunity to experience a miracle. The act of mercy in the parable is reflected in our reading last week from Isaiah. So think about these words in relationship to the parable. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress. Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle. And it shall be to the Lord for a memorial, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. So there is miracle here in this parable, and the potential of God's grace is just enormous here. God's grace is also reflected in our epistle reading from Romans. Paul points out that the whole creation, and again that connection with the field and the wheat and the weeds as being the world, has been groaning in labor pains until now. Paul proclaims something that I think is very important for us to embrace uh, during this 2020. I consider that the sufferings of the present time are not worth comparing with the glory about to be revealed to us. It's Romans chapter 8, verse 18. For Paul is instructing the Romans and us, and remember the persecution that first century uh, Roman Christians were enduring then, that whatever sacrifices that they and we are making are truly insignificant compared to what God has promised in the future. Essentially, both the gospel parable and the epistle reminds us that God's promised future gives meaning to an otherwise confusing present. The good news, again, is that the future is in God's hands, not ours. And I breathe a huge sigh of relief for that, let me tell you. And I think, as Paul writes, it leads him to one conclusion that he had spoken and uh, written about earlier. This gives us hope. Paul pointed out earlier in the fifth chapter of Romans, he didn't assign chapter and verse, mind you, that hope does not disappoint because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. And so Paul is now adding an exclamation point to this very uh, thought of his. For in hope we were saved. But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Throughout the trials of our life, throughout the difficulties of 2020, we need God's gift of patience in the epistle and the gospel. And again, those words that we also heard in our Isaiah reading this morning, do not fear. 
we need to trust in God, who is indeed the Lord of hosts. We have maybe asked ourselves a question at some point this year. What is this world coming to? And our scriptures this morning help us understand that question and answer it and give us a perspective, especially the Isaiah passage, how God is described. Because the world is coming to the Father, who is the Lord, the first and the last, who is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. The world is coming to the Son, who by his cross and resurrection has redeemed the world. The world is coming to the Holy Spirit, who calls, gathers, enlightens, and sanctifies us, not only as individual Christians, but as the church. In essence, the world is coming to God gives us what we truly need, time, and more importantly, himself and his grace. And to this, all of God's children say, amen. You just heard a very special sermon from Shepherd of the Valley Lutheran Church. We thank you for listening to the Shepherd Cast this week. If you are listening in the Northeast Ohio area, we invite you to join us for worship if you are able. Our services are Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. You can learn more about our worship environment at our church by visiting sotvchurch.com worship. We are a church in service. If you wish to support our podcast, we hope you will support us by supporting our outreach. Whether the Spirit moves you to volunteer with one of our outreach programs, or you choose to contribute to the church in another way. One way you can support our church is through the Amazon Smile program, where the nonprofit of your choice can receive 0.5% of the purchase price of products sold while costing you nothing extra. You can get started by going to smile.amazon.com and searching for Shepherd of the Valley Evangelical Lutheran Church course, we encourage you to keep up with our church at our website at sotvchurch.com. And of course, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at sotvsandyville. We will be back with another message next week. Tune in then. Until then, we thank you for listening, and God bless.